praise the Lord. You know, it's interesting how God works. I, I, just this morning, I got a message for Sunday school teachers. So I wrote it down. So I said, the first time I'm going to share with them. I really had a scripture for them. And then as I was preparing this, I saw a mail from Sunday school. They say, you are going to speak to us on Friday. I said, well, I said, Lord, I said, yes, that's because I know you speak to them on Friday. So I gave you this scripture early this morning. It's not for such church. Start with it on Friday. So I moved it over to Friday. It's amazing. Even what happened today, I said, I said, start with that song I gave you. I didn't want, I didn't start. So my, my listing froze. It froze up. <laughs> I had to go back there. And when I started with it, the thing came up again. And I have it right here. Praise the Lord. It's amazing what he can do. He is God all by himself. Blessed be his holy name. So we're talking about work out your salvation, part five. Ah, God, thank you, Lord. Philippians 2.12. <clears throat> Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. We are saying that it's our responsibility to work out our salvation. Nothing is going to fall on your laps. During our life center, my daughter here raised a very important point for us, that the, we bear the responsibility to do things, otherwise nothing will happen that this wonderful teaching we are going through in the Life Center, very awesome teaching we've been having from the Life Center, she was reminding us that it's our job to practice them, to do them. In fact, I've forgotten exactly how she put it. And she hit the nail right smack on the head, you know. So it's your responsibility and my responsibility to work out our salvation. Nothing is going to fall on your laps. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we were talking about the things that is our responsibility, and I told you that we have primary responsibilities in life. We have secondary what responsibilities. You have what tertiary responsibilities. Secondary tertiary are the things you can delegate to somebody, but primary you cannot delegate them. You just cannot. You cannot. My wife told me, said she was hungry, eating. I said, can I eat for you? He said, no, don't eat for me. I'm going to eat for myself. That's a primary what? She can, no matter how I love her and I love her. Oh, I love my wife. No matter how I love her, I can't eat for her. No matter how you love your children, you can't eat for them. Primary responsibility you dare not toy with. If you don't do it, it will never be done. It can't be done. So here we are talking about them. And here we, I want to give you, I think, three, three or four more about them. Number one, we have this one is avoid perverse speech. Nobody will do it for you. Avoid perverse what? Speech. Avoid what? Perverse speech. Proverbs 4.24, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. Stay away from corrupt speech. 
Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. So what is perverse speech? It means deviation from the good. Any speech that deviates from the truth, don't speak it. It's from the devil. He's a liar from what? Begin. And he says, corrupt speech. What is corrupt speech? It's something that is, when you render something unreliable, you corrupted it. Something is reliable, now you render it unreliable. You brought corruption into it. A willingness to act dishonestly. So our, our words cannot bring, introduce uh, dishonesty. You cannot introduce dishonesty. You can't twist things. He said, what does, why should, the reason is because the words we speak affect us directly. They do affect us directly. Look at James 3.6. And the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on what? Fire. For it is set on fire by hell. It's a demons use it. You know Jesus, they were always trying to trap him by what he said. Read the Bible now. They will trap him. They want to trap him. They will ask him this. They will wait for him to answer. The Bible said they were waiting to trap him. And when, 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 when Peter spoke to him, he said, Peter, get up, sit and get behind me. He said, this is a trap for me. Trap. The devil is always setting traps for Christians. And it doesn't cost him anything. Does it's so cheap for him. Very cheap. So you can set your life on fire. You can destroy your destiny. You can ruin your marriage. Destroy it. God, God can give you a very handsome man like me. Very handsome. Tall, wears jacket like this. And then you ruin the whole thing. You can ruin, any, you can ruin your career. You can destroy your job. You can destroy your children. You can destroy your. You can destroy anything that's good with your mouth. Good relations you have, you can ruin it. And think about this: if God, if God gives you something and you destroy it, it will have for Him to replace it for you. First Peter three ten, for the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life, how many of us want to enjoy life? Then God is telling us how. <laughs> you, you don't have to wait for a prophetic or transmit top all of that junk. Go to the Bible and hear the word of God. It's right there. If you want to enjoy life and see happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil. What, what prophetic word are we looking for? It's like this is God talking. Keep your tongue from speaking what? Evil. Because it can set your life on fire. And then do good. Search for peace. Work to maintain it. Search for what? Peace. And do what? See, you see this compound, it belongs to your church. Your church owns it. We pay for it. We don't owe anything on it. Mortgage paid, everything. Then this gate, this school, they are, we allow them to be using our compound to pick their children. Say, so we love children. Come on. So we're doing that. So they started locking our gate. So we'll come to work. 
the gate is locked. So I said, no, you don't lock the gate now. We own this place. And what we said is pick your children. And you can use it to pick your children, but don't lock the gate. So that our members, when they come, they don't think we are not working. We are here to serve. So one of their staff took offense. It took immediate offense. And started arguing with me right here. You know, I could stop them entering here. All I could do is say, no, you are done. But I don't have that authority because I'm under another authority. I don't have it. I can't exercise it. I can't do it. Without him, I can do. So I can't do it. I will not. <laughs> no. He owes me. Owes the compound. Owes the church. Owes, loves them. I can't do that. So I said, I said to you, I said, call their head and warn them. I said, warn them, warn them, warn them. And when I got to my office, I was so sad. Hey, it was like, <laughs> the Lord said to me, you should walk in love towards all men. Why are you warning them? I felt so bad. I said, will I, where will I meet this young man? And already they called me. Immediately they called me. They were all afraid, you know. And I, I had a little shoulder up. You know. yeah. So as I was driving out, I saw them. They came to me. They said, Pastor, you've been so nice to us. I said, no, no, no. I said, I want to apologize to all of you. I said, I was arrogant. They were saying, no, no, it was. I said, no, please, you don't know where I'm coming from. I don't own myself. And that young man came. He said, I came to apologize. I said, no, I'm, I'm here to apologize to you first. I said, please. I said, in, I will never talk down on you. I need you as you need me. We need each other. I said, I'm so sorry. You know what happened? Inside of me, there was this joy. Joy came. Was you peace with what? So in, that, in doing that, I closed the door to the devil. So he didn't have opportunity to come back and say, those people, see what they are doing for them and see what, you know. I don't own this company. You don't either. <laughs> That's the owner. Is the owner of the church. We are here for a while. When it's my time, I leave this earth. And this church will remain. So how can I own it? So he says to us, pursue peace with what? And maintain, and work to maintain it. Work. Work hard. Work hard. Yeah. Work hard. Some thoughts come to my heart. I said, I don't, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to grieve him. No, 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 devil, I'm not taking this one. No, no, no. I can be right. It doesn't matter who is right or wrong. What matters is what pleases him. That's, that's the key thing. Are you following me? Are you asleep? If you are guilty like me, repent to me. I repented. So we can all repent. <laughs> I repented. but can repent. I did that. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> I say praise the Lord. <laughs> so this is how we talk. Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. This is how we talk. But what is good for necessary edification? What builds people up? 
that it may impart grace to the hearer. They don't deserve it. But that's the way God says talk. You want to see good days? Talk like this. Talk what? Like this. My mentor shared a testimony. He blessed me. He said he met a man who was 80-something years old. Very old man. And then the man told me, he said, he said, Kenneth, you know, he said, I've never been sick. He said, really? He said, no. He said, all my teeth complete. None has fallen. He said, he opened it to him. He said, he said I don't know what headache head looks like. And he said, look at my hair. It's black. None is white. And he said, I'm looking at him. And I said, I looked at my own. My own has gone white. And I said, what? He said, he said, Kenneth, come. He said, listen. Let God control it. Please, can finish. And he said, he started to really watch what he'd been saying. And now he realized, oh my God, he's right. He said, you know, as soon as I started watching this, no more pain. He said, when God talks, he's not lying. He said, you want to see good days? Yeah, you want to enjoy your days? I do this. Remember what we said at the beginning, our primary responsibility is to do them. Let no corrupt word proceed what? But it doesn't take time now, because once they arrive, your emotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire brigade. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, we speak words of faith, not doubt. Words of life, not death. First Corinthians 4, 13. We, we haven't the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I what? Spoken. So if you believe, say it. We also believe, therefore speak. So faith speaks good report. I tell people, I say, once you start operating in the flesh, in the carnal, in the physical, you are in the realm of death, realm of fear. It will come. Failure, defeat. Faith is not coming from there. God is not even there. But you start walking in the realm, and, and the devil will defeat you anytime. But if you start walking in the realm of the world, in the realm of the spirit, God is there. God is in the light. It's the realm of faith. It's the realm of boldness, joy, victory. Can I hear amen? So if you are speaking from the world, you are releasing their stuff. You speak from God, you are releasing his stuff. So faith speaks, brings good report. Now faith is, this, no, he said we have, so if, I mean, Hebrew 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Whatsoever things are of good report, think on them. You say, Pastor, how do I have good life? God is telling you how you can have what? Good life. Good days. Do this. Is it too difficult? Do this. In uh, Psalm 107, 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he had redeemed from the hand of what? Say so. Say so. Revelation 12, 11. They conquered him completely, through the blood of the Lamb. And the powerful word of his, not 
yours. Your testimony has to be his testimony. Because he, he is it that speaketh, it comes to pass, except the Lord has first what? Commanded. So we are going to speak what he has first commanded. You don't have the choice to go and blabbing anything. Say you are walking in faith. No. And I told you, I said, faith is not of remember. You can't wake up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be healed now. You can't walk. That's what people do. Say, Pastor, you know, I have faith now. No, it's not your will, my friend. No, you have to hear from God. God has to give you revelation. And God is giving revelation what he was doing. And then with that word that goes in, entrance of the world brings light and understanding. Then the understanding comes, you subject your will to it and say, yeah, you agree with God. And God performs his word. You can't get up and say, you know what, I'm going to be healed this morning. No. Because it's your faith that will heal you, not your will. It doesn't happen like that. That's what people do. The pastor has faith. I say, which scripture have you studied? None. So does it come from human will? No. It comes from word of God. So your testimony has to be his testimony. If God says that, you say that. If God doesn't say that, you don't say that. So they conquered him completely through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful word of God's testimony, agreeing with God. And they triumphed because they did not love or cling and cling to their own lives. There's no fear in this thing. <clears throat> See, unbelief and doubt are all evil. We do not speak them. Say, Pastor, why are they all evil? Because he looks God in the eye and says, you are lying. That's why. First John 15. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a what? Uh, has made him a what? Come on, church. Has made him a what? Is that true or lies? I'm asking. Is that true or false? Who wrote this Bible? Is it, is it God or you? He said, if you don't believe me, you've made me what? A lie. Because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. So you make me a liar. If you don't believe the testimony I've given you, you say I'm lying. Because if I'm not lying, you should believe it. That's why it's evil. Do you know that because of unbelief, God denied Israel the promises what to give them? He said, you are not touching it again. You are not seeing it. He said, I swore to give it to you, but you're not going to see it. And he said, all of you that didn't believe me, you are dying here in the wilderness. And they all died. All of them died. He said, I'm raising the young children who take this thing, not you. Hebrew 3.12. Take heed, brethren, and lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Unbelief. It affects your fellowship with God because God says, I have done this. You say you have not done that. Let's, let's see an example of word of faith. Be two people who are facing the same circumstance under the same condition, not different. They came out differently because of what they said. Not different. That is David and who? Saul. 
1 Samuel 17, 31. And when the words were heard, which David speak, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Pastor. Praise the Lord. That is pastor to pastor. Talk. <laughs> so first, first Samuel 17, 31. And when the words were heard, quit David speak, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine, and Saul said to David, listen to Saul. This is the man that God anointed. Who did exploit so? This Saul did exploit. David was talking about, he said, he said, he said how are the mighty fallen? He said, the weapons of war had departed. You couldn't fight like this. God anointed this man. They saw him say, hey, this is another human being. He did exploit. But he drifted into unbelief. He immediately drifted into unbelief. The anointed stopped working. So he became a shadow of himself. Listen to him, verse 33. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine, to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war. From what? Is he talking about God? Yeah? But when God set him up, said, God set, up, set you up to be the ruler of my people. They are different from anybody around you because I'm among them. He was describing what he was seeing physically. The realm of the physical, it is the, it's called the carnal realm. If you live there, you'll be sinful 24-7. I don't care what you're talking about. If you like, fast and be holy. No, no. It is by faith you have victory. You have to get out of that realm of the, of the physical Talking what the people seeing by walking by sight, describing what you see. If you are doing that, you will never manifest the power. You need to move to where you are in agreement with God. Walk in the world, walk in fellowship. And God will be able to perform those words to them that believe. All things are possible. Now, first Samuel 17, 36. Thy servant slew both the lion. And the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine, look at, David got it right. He said, this man, you call him so man of God, sit down. It's an uncircumcised what? Philistine. The different perspective, different languages. He says, shall be as one of them. Seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. Different perspective, the same situation, the same challenge, the same church, fighting of the living world church in Israel. Pastored by... Not so, my friends, not so. Pastor by David. Me and David together. The same world, facing the same thing. The difference is perception and what they see through the talk. This man says, that man is a strong word. That sickness, if you know how many people are killed, this is, this is, I'm an expert there. Forget your expert. God is bigger expert than you. One day I will share with you people my story. It's, it's out of this world. I'm not kidding. So, 
This man said, you are not terrible. Do you know who he is? David said, sir, I know who is an uncircumcised Philistine. And I know who we are. We are the armies of the living God. And we don't lose. Thy servant slew both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, I have not finished. Listen, so I say after this morning. The Lord that delivered me out of the pew of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of what? The hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go, the Lord be with you. And after I've seen that he, called, he dressed him up in stone armor. And David said, I don't, I don't, God doesn't fight with this. It's physical things. The weapons of God are not kind of, take it away. You people have operated this years before you got born. Why can't we operate the same thing? We don't have the power of God in us. For 1 Samuel 17, 45. Then David said to, Philist, to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, because the enemy will increase the fear factor. That's how he fights back. You are, you are declaring the word of God. The Bible said that trouble will come because of that word. Jesus says, so. He said, when trouble comes because of the word, because you are not grounded, you throw in the towel. He said, the symptoms are still there. No, it's not there. It's not there. That thing is dead. If God says it's dead, it's what? Something happened to me. I won't tell you what. So my children went to their mom and said, this is not happening to daddy. It doesn't look like it. See, this man, he said, okay, nothing is happening to him. He said, they didn't know that I took the scripture and I read it. I said, this is the word of God, my gratitude. They went to their mom. He said, did the daddy say this? He said, did daddy? It's not true. We can't see it. No, you can't see it. When Jesus says, nobody can. All that God is looking for. Who has believed? So the arm of the Lord will be what? Revealed. My children were seeing the arm of the Lord at work. And they say, this is unusual. Only can call Ugo. You are an unusual human being. He has never been sick. Ugo doesn't know what's During COVID, he, was, he will stay with COVID people. No vaccine everywhere. You never, he said, the Lord told me you'll never be sick. When I can say, say that they are called that, but I say, you're an unusual human being. Something strange is happening. No. When you see the hand of the Lord, it's usually unusual. You can't explain it. Because it's not out of this world. If you agree, say, say amen. So, he says, but this, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. You, you're increasing the fear. Let me tell you who I'm talking about. Hey, you need to hear my testimony more. When they increase the fear, increase your testimony. Blind Bartimaeus, they say, stop talking. He said, no, no, no. He shouted the more. There's a time to shout the more. There are times I pack my car. I say, devil, are you deaf? You don't read the Bible, I read it to you. There is a time to raise your voice against the enemy. And stop being nice. It's because you've been nice, they want to take your stuff from you. It's not time for being nice. It's a time of war. 
If you are doing well, you are not shaving and, and rubbing the, what they call the rub, all the shaving cream, they'll take your life. It's a time to be rough. You, you touch me, you want battle, you get one. I'm telling you, you get one. Man, I'm drawing the sword against you. It is written. Who are you? You get rough. You, man, take him where. <laughs> Carry. Carry him and kick him out of the place. You got the power. You have the ability. You can do all things. You belong to God. God lives in you. You are a priest of God. Put on your priestly garment and say it's time to worship my God who is like unto thee. Oh Lord. They said, sir, do you know, why are you worshiping in the... No, 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 no. It's a defeated Philistine, uncircumcised enemy. He's under my... Oh, if you're with me, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Yep. He raised the fear. He said, he said, he said, you are coming to me with sword and despair and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. He said, you come with all these spirits to frighten me, I will see your thing. They love not their life to death. No fear. They didn't allow fear. And then, said, then in verse 47, 46, he said, and this day I will give the carcass of the camp of Philistine to the best of the earth and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is God in Israel and to the temple of the Holy Spirit too. Isn't God in you? Is he not in you? Or is he on vacation? The Bible says you have overcome the world, not going to. You have already why? The greater one Yes, they should know there's God living in you. And God wants to display his glory. See, all our leaders came here when we bought this place. All this one. They came here, they started looking at this property from here to there. They went and brought me a plaque. You know what they wrote there? Faith. Handed it to me. Say, this is a work of faith. I'm telling you, how can you get a place like this in the inner city in America where the cities won't let you? They even, we went to court. They wanted to task us, 300 and something thousand. So they would sell this place to developers. We went to court with them. And the judge asked them, say, why are you tasking this? They said, well, we don't know their church. Say, now you know. Get out of here. And listen to this testimony. You see that parking lot there? We bought it. They were paying tax on it. It is in that court that the judge removed tax on it. Too. You see, when God wants to fight, you don't teach him how to fight. He will deal with that thing, and that thing will not resurrect. I said, let us own that. Let the parking car be paying tax. The judge stood there and said, remove the tax on it also. You are not paying tax on anything. And they wrote us. All your property, tax, etc. If you are telling me there's no God, you are late. You have, oh, you should have told me before I saw him now. But now I know him. <laughs> there are too many testimonies to share. 
too many. He's awesome. Can I hear amen? This assembly shall know that Lord does not say with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. He will give you into our hands. I'm still talking about my God. Goliath, you want to hear more testimony? I give it to you. Because you are in trouble. If I have time to preach on this, I'll show you how David was the most dangerously dressed human being in that place. He had all the armors of God on him. All of them. That man was dangerous. Goliath didn't know that. He found out by death. Can I hear amen? See what I saw from interview. They said that, listen to this. They said that your body reacts to everything your mind says. And negative, negativity brings down your immune system. Everything. That's what God told us longest time. Then there's this plant experiment I saw. They did this experiment and they are teaching it in American schools now. I can't put it up here because YouTube will strike us for violation of copyright. They brought three plants. The same plant planted them. So one was, one, every morning they'll come and start cursing it, telling it to never, never grow, you are sick. They, would, they were doing it on purpose. They put it where the other ones were not here. So they will talk, 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 and leave this one. Then they'll go to the other one and say, you are blessed, you are healthy, you are growing. And they did this. Do you know what shocked them? After a time, the one they were cursing started to wither, wither and die. The one they were blessing was growing. I, I, I cannot, do I have the pictures? Or will it violate? If it will violate, leave it there. But. Real story. And they took this and started teaching it in schools today. They are teaching it to American children as I'm talking to you. About bullying. What it does. But that's what God told us. Long time. Now, if flower can respond to their word, your body will respond to what you say. So from today, do what? The Bible says, be slow to be slow to speak. You know, the word of God is established where? But you have to establish on earth yourself. It's your job. It's established in heaven. The spirit and the world agree. There's no question about that. But on earth, you, it's your job to establish it here. It is your job. Can two work together except with what? Agree. Listen, church. Stop writing. Look up here. Whoever platform, whatever platform you are speaking their word, you have given them permission to to assess your life. If you give the devil's platform, you're speaking their life, speaking their word, agreeing with them, they will come in. It's as simple as it is. Two cannot, what the devil is always looking for is your agreement. Two can work together except what? You agree. Two can. So if you want to establish the word of God, there's a scripture that said, at the mouth of two are... Paul, come. Paul, come. I want to show you something. So you know what we do to ourselves. Without knowing, tomorrow we go casting our devils. After casting our devils, you can't continue saying what you are saying. 
Let me say that. Paul is. Paul, which one do you want to be? He said he wants to be the big one. Look at this one. Okay, Paul is God speaking. God, God. No, you are not God. But okay, speaking is what? I'm here on earth. Right? If you, two of you shall what? He said, every word shall be. Now, Paul speaks. For that word to be established for me on earth, I have to agree because God is also here. So if I agree with him, two of us have what? So that way the word is what? Established. Now, supposing Paul, they are, now, they are not God now. I don't want to call you what you are. But now he's something else. Here on earth, following me around, looking for my trouble. So he's saying something to destroy my faith, giving me negative report. If I agree with him, if two of you shall what? Ask concerning, yes. Once I agree with him, his word will be established in my life. I have given him authority and said, I'm in agreement, walk. The day I want to stop him, I'm going to tell him, no. It is written. I change my agreement. I switch it from here to here. And then God has the privilege and opportunity to come and do what he has wanted to do. It's like relay race. You know, you are here. And God is saying, give me the button. Give me, come on. Give me the button. Turn now, you have you never run relay? Put it like this. God is saying, give me my word. Give me the button. Give me, give me. And you are not. God saying, give, give it to me. I want to do something. I, I love you so much. I, I want. Then finally you turn to him and say, yes, Lord. Say, thank you. Mm. Pwop. Pwop. And you say, sure, praise the Lord. I have this money. My friend, get up. <laughs> How many of you are following what I'm saying? At the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be what? Yes, God has a witness. You also have to agree with his witness so that that word is what? Established. If you don't, it's not going to be established. I don't care how long you fast. That's why God said my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. Things are simple. There is nothing about God that is difficult. Nothing. I, I, please, jo join us on, on, on Thursday after this one. When we are teaching on Galatians chapter 5. If you hear that teaching, you will never go to the Lord the rest of your life. I'm not kidding. You will understand how people carry you and put on what? Let me say. You will understand what Jesus said about the Jews. The Pharisees said they, they put heavy yoke on people. Quit, they don't can't even carry. That's what the law is. Peter said, We and our father couldn't carry this, you know. You shall know the truth. So, this is how you operate divine covenant. Simple. Isaiah 49, 21. Am I communicating? Are you still here? Is anybody eating rice already? Okay, we're together. Isaiah 59, verse what? 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, said the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my word. Isaiah 59, 21. I'm reading King James Version. 
my spirit that is upon thee, and my word which I put in thy mouth shall not depart out of what? Thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, said the Lord, from henceforth for what? For river. For river. Forever. The word of God is forever. It doesn't change. Anybody who comes into a covenant with me must speak what I say. Otherwise, it won't work. You want to establish the words of the covenant, agree with me. Say what I say. They overcome with the blood and his testimony. Can I hear amen? I said, can I hear amen? amen. I didn't say, I didn't hear another. Can I hear a big amen? No. Then the second point I want to leave with us is be a doer of the word. Practice 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 the word. Most problems will be resolved if you simply do what God says. All this looking for where to punish yourself is a waste of time. Jesus said, give me burden. Let me give you rest. Stop bothering yourself. No one want to bother ourselves because we, want to, want, we don't want to do simply what God said. That's why the trouble matters. Who has believed? Simple. You want to see the arm of the Lord? Only believe now. Lord, Lord, if you know what he did to me. Okay, is that thing he did to you you are talking about? I will stop you. So James chapter 2, 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. There's nothing like faith that has no action. Wigglesworth used to preach it. He said, faith is an act. Faith is an act. In fact, that's what he was shouting all over. The and God used him to raise 25 people from the dead. The wife died. The wife died, passed away. And he went and said, God, no, no, I'm not letting her. Die. He said, I called her back. The woman came back smiling. Real story. It's not made up. You can go good distance. The woman came back smiling. And the Lord said, I have her now. Her work on earth is finished. He said, and I let her go. She went back and died. A real story. She preached some... You, you, you think Billy Graham drew a crowd? You didn't read about what goes what? The whole of Europe. Everywhere. This man came to church. He said, how did you people enter today? Did anybody enter worshiping? They said, no, he said, all of you go out. I'm not talking about three people. I'm talking about all of you. He didn't enter where. So he entered his court with what? And as they were entering, they were all being healed. The mass just like that. He looked at one man who didn't have one, one, didn't have leg. He said, go and buy shoe. The man was looking at him. He said, go and buy shoe. The man was looking at him. He said, what do you mean buy shoe? He said, go and buy shoe. The Lord spoke to the man and said, do what my servant said. So this man went to shoe sometimes. The people selling shoe were looking at He don't have leg. What? He said, I want to buy shoe. They said, okay. We put, bring shoe. So they brought you. They said, I put the stump inside. As he was putting the stump, the leg grew inside the table. Put this one, the leg grew. We go read about him. All was teaching people, faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. Act on it. Act on it. 
act on it. Hebrew 5.14. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize different difference between right and wrong. Through training, through practice, you grow much spiritually. You don't grow spiritually by talking, talking, talking. You have to train. You have to exercise. You have to practice your faith. You have to develop your faith. You have to do that. Through training, you mature. Look at James 1, 22 to 25. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, He's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he, let's read 25 together. No, 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 yeah, 25, let's go, one, two, go. Of liberty, and continues in it, and it's not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. What happens? This one will be blessed when he acts on it, that's when the blessing works. You know what the perfect law of liberty is? It's love. It's the law that says you. It's love. When you act on the word of God, that's when it works. Not before. Let me tell us something. Every word that somebody gives you, and there is no action to back it up, is empty. It's vain word. If you tell me you love me, my friend, show it by action. Bring a wussy soup, let me eat. Plus or borrow with shake. The Bible said, don't love in words, but love what? Indeed, action speaks louder than words. That's why people are not coming to Christ. We profess to be Christians, but our actions is saying differently. Somebody told me about no, I won't tell you this one. And let me tell us something before I stop it. Before I stop it. Next, uh, the other Sunday will continue. It's about taking authority over our flesh. In exercising authority, you should learn to exercise spiritual authority. But I want to tell us the most important part of where we must exercise authority. If you do not learn to exercise authority over your flesh, I want everyone to listen to me. Nothing will work. Nothing. The flesh profits what? Nothing. Look at Proverbs 25, 28. This is the most important place. Every Christian must exercise authority over your flesh. If you don't, nothing else will work and your flesh will take your testimony, rip it apart, destroy it in public, ruin your testimony, ruin your Christianity, kick you out of commission for Jesus. Anywhere you come, start talking. Everybody will look in behind and say, who is talking? <laughs> I don't mind. What testimony do you have? Proverbs 25, 28. Whosoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without what was. I'm reading the New King James Version. Proverbs 25, 28. 
Proverbs 25, what? 28. It's not 28, it's 28. Proverbs 25, 28. Who, let's read it together, everybody. Let's go. One, two, go. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without, you have no protection. Everything crawling in. 1 Corinthians 9, 7, 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Why? Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be what? It will ruin your life, your ministry, kick you back to hell. People can interpret all they want. This is simple. It's very easy to understand. This is the most important place where Christians leave the devil alone, my friend. If you get it here, the devil is cheap meat. If you don't get it here, he will use your flesh and deal with you. I remember when I didn't know anything and I saw this spirit. I used to see them. I am not making, I used to see them like I see you. And I'm not even praying. I mean, I'm awake and I see them. God, the Lord said to me, I want to teach you myself. I want to show you things. I want to show you my authority and how my kingdom works. I want to teach you about me, myself. And he did. Because then I'll see them. I saw one. I saw a spirit of death once. It came to kill me. And I used the name of Jesus. The thing burst like balloon. I saw one spirit of poverty. He dressed like rag. And was laughing at me. Because I was so poor. That church rat, church rat was richer than me. Yeah, and I saw it openly laughing at me, mocking me. I got so angry that I carried it here to throw. The thing was right in my front. How it came here, I didn't know. It was right in my front, jarring me, <laughs> laughing at my ignorance because I didn't know anything. Then suddenly, something lifted my hand and they put a sword there and I pierced it and kicked it out. And something said to me, the word is the sword. Without it, it will laugh at you. God was teaching me. I, I didn't know anything. I saw them in different shapes, in different forms, up close. They would come and bend over me. I would rebuke them. And they would, I saw, God taught me this thing practically, openly. Not going to come. If you don't learn to control your flesh, you will not exercise authority over demons. Forget it. The Bible says, submit to God. Then what? Resist it. You can't even exercise faith. Because faith is not your will, it's not of the flesh. Proverbs 16, 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who has rules, who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Look at Romans 6, 6 to 7. And first, I will stop here. Romans 6, 6 to 7, 10 to 14. 6, 6 to 7, 10 to 14. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Sin has lost its own power in our lives. Christ has succeeded. He did it. 
we are no longer slaves to sin. So why talk about sin? It's because you don't know how to deal with it. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. This is his testimony. Share it now. Agree with it. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Consider yourself that sin has no power over you, that you are now alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not then do not then control. Do not let sin control the way you live. Because it's no more your boss. That was why when I stood there and then I could say, to, the man was saying things that could make you say things. I said, I'm not, I'm under authority. Brethren, primary responsibility. You have to do it. Nobody would do it for me that time. I said, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. And when each time you deviate, sorrow fills your heart. Sorrow fills your heart. You, you come back to it. God is so merciful, people. So merciful. I'm telling you. If I can be here as a pastor, God is very merciful. I consider myself unqualified for the job. So he says, he says, do not let sin control the way you live. Who has the responsibility? I'm asking you. Can you do it? You can do yeah, all things. Do not give in to sinful desires. Now, I was asking the Lord question last night. I said, Lord, you need to teach me about the will of man, the flesh. It's the soul. I said, we, we have the option to yield our members, the same body, yield it to do good, and we can yield it to do evil. I said, what is that that is making us do this? I'm still having that study with you. I'm not kidding. I said, I want to understand. I can yield myself to righteousness. I can yield it to evil. What is that that is causing me to yield this way? What is doing that? What is it? Is it in my soul? Is it in my flesh? Is it in my will? If I'm done with that study, if it allows me, I'll share with you. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. You live under the freedom of what Christ, the freedom that Christ gave you. If the, Lord, if the Son shall set you free, you are free. If the Son has set you free, sin is no more your master, so you can now control it. You can say no to it. But the problem we have, we have had so much sin, talk about sin, that we think that sin is such, oh, sin. You, you see the exalting sin? 
You know, Andrew Womack shared the story. How demons came into his church and beat him up physically. It's not a dream. He said they flogged him and beat him until he ran out of that church. And as we run into his car, the Lord said, where are you going? So they follow you. You better go back there and deal with it. Has anybody had that testimony from him? Ah, am I the only? Oh, you had? Huh? If you didn't, I'll be surprised. So he said he ran back to the church and started rebuking them. And they left. And the Lord said, you know why they came. He said, you empowered them. He said, how did they empower them? He said, all you talk about here is demons. He said, you're worshiping them. He said, worship is to talk about God and all his works. He said, when you start talking about demons and all his works, you're worshiping him. He said, you empowered them. And they came here and beat you up. We talk about sin, you're empowering sin. Anything you're talking about, you that's why he said, talk about things that they defy. Tell people you are set free from sin. Tell them what Jesus has achieved in their lives. So that their faith will grab it. And in believing, they will see the reality of it. I don't know if you understand me. Oh, you are no more here. If you understand me, shout hallelujah. <laughs> what you hear will control your mind. And what controls your mind will control your life. That's why the, the Bible said, look unto who? Jesus. What do you see there? You see freedom. You see his power. You see who you are. You see the new creature you are. You see you are no more what you used to be. You see. That's how we work out our salvation. We'll continue from here. Did you get anything? Am I still your pastor? I'm going nowhere. <laughs> Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you and give you praise and glory for your word has come to us. And it is true. For the scripture does not lie. We give you praise. We give you glory for what you are doing among us. For your word is sent to heal us of ignorance, to deliver us, and to bring your blessings to us. So that when we begin to do them, we see it, that it works. To you be all that glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.